right. Welcome back to Novel Idea Podcast. With Natalia, me. Well, kind of. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck you and Liz, who's trying to kick me out of the podcast, apparently. I guess you're here too. I guess it's not just a one woman show. That would be pretty boring. I tried that and it turns out it's hard to riff off of yourself. I'm not a fucking comedian, so. I've tried a few podcasts where it's just like one person talking for about an hour and I just get bored. I'm like, it's like, even when we talk, I'm looking at my fucking phone. <laughs> like, it's not just you, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm getting it from other sides. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so trying to soak a, up as much as possible. Yeah, this podcast is run by two people. Two so. semi-functioning human beings. Yeah. Also, um, just on the top, I want to shout out a listener that we went to middle school with. Lauren, if you're out there, we appreciate your support. Thank you so much. What up, girl? What up, girl? Thank you for your support, though, for, for real. All right. Hey, um, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, our book this month was Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter by Seth Graham Smith. So... I have some thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely not expecting to like this book. First of all, it's about history. And then with vampires thrown in, which I'm like, this sounds fucking stupid. But I do like the movie. And I was like, well, if the book's like the movie, then I'll be okay with that. Turns out they fucking really took credit of like changing shit up. So... Yeah, I um I did not like the movie. I actually mm. hated the movie. I got really bored. I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Turns out what I thought it was going to be is more like what the book is. Yeah, they really couldn't have shown half of what that shit was because it would have been a whole other rating, honestly. It was very detailed. And uh, they spent a lot of time on his pre-presidency. I'm like, dude, I don't even fucking care about politics, like, now. You know what I mean? I was kind of glad that in the book, it wasn't, like, towards the middle, towards the end of this book, they do focus on, obviously, him running for Congress and, you know, some of his political stuffs that he did before becoming president, but it wasn't the focal point. But I yeah. feel like in the movie, like, his presidency was a huge focal point. It really was. Because, I mean, was... like, he's Abraham Lincoln. He's like the president yeah like <laughs> that's all we know him for and him that's... being tall and honest apparently apparently and he could throw axes or use an axe was it? no that wasn't he wasn't the cherry tree right that was george washington's yeah, story yeah jesus um all those fake stories about our presidents that i don't remember i have immense respect for like not only did you write this book, but you actually like did the research to like be like, this is what happened around this time. And he was cavorting with this person. I'm like, I don't have the fucking time. I barely passed like high school social studies. Okay. And that's about like, like stuff in North Carolina. Like that's small scale. I just could not be bothered. I don't fucking care. What's the judicial system? I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, because this book, so this book, to start off, you know, it's written as if Abraham Lincoln's secret diaries have been found and he was secretly a vampire hunter the whole time. And it turns out that 
slavery was mostly funded by vampires so that's an odd twist to the story (laughs) i will say after reading the introduction like it's always like a 50 50 if i'm gonna read an introduction you know what i mean because i'm just like i don't this one you kind of had to read though right but i was like it totally like knocked me off my feet because i was not expecting it to be like like the author like talks about himself receiving this thing and this is what he wrote like personally it was kind of cool the way he made it seem like some secret kind of thing and then it turns out abraham's like bff vampire was the one that gave the guy the fucking information to write this book with so that was kind of cool yeah so to start off the book starts with this introduction that you kind of have to read to get the background of the story so there's the author it's told from like his first person's perspective so it's by Seth Graham Smith and he starts off by kind of talking about how he was young and idealistic and wanted to be a writer but he got married settled down worked at a store never really did anything with it he kept having this customer who was interesting looking and he's always like he was always wearing sunglasses and of course like you as the reader is like yep he's a vampire but this guy doesn't know that that. I was just like I 100% got that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this guy's always pretty nicely dressed. He always like pays like at least 50 bucks at this shitty store to buy stuff. So it's kind of like, I mean, he's the only interesting motherfucker here. Yeah, I guess I've read so many vampire novels that I was just immediately like, yep, you're the vampire. See, like when they go back in time to Abraham Lincoln's time and people were wearing sunglasses, it's like you went out of your way to get sunglasses. That's vampire behavior. Like... <laughs> In current times, it's kind of like, yeah, he just came in from outside. Of course, he has fucking sunglasses. I didn't get that at all. But then he had that whole conversation. So the you know vampire that you don't know is a vampire yet is introducing himself to Mr. Smith and has like this whole conversation with Dude, him. Dude, where- all up in his shit like pulling information he's like so tell me about your life tell me about your wife tell me about what you wanted to do tell me about you working at a store like what's up dude yeah and then and he's uh, like the author's like about myself talking yeah he's like i felt like i couldn't stop <laughs> like we've all been there right yeah like where people probably regret asking like how you are and you're like wow should i pay you 50 bucks for your hour or like what Sometimes I can be a very classic oversharer and I got to work on that. So I felt this guy's pain of immediately regretting. Like, yeah, like now he's you never going to know my entire life story. Seriously, like, oh, you're asking like, just like casually how everything's going. Okay. All right. Not that I'm on the brink of divorce or anything. All right. So then he gets a package and it's abraham lincoln's secret diaries and then the vampire shows back up and almost like attacks him kind of it was kind of funny because he's like oh this belongs to abraham lincoln had a little note and the guy's like okay yeah right whatever the fuck and so after the store closes he goes to his little basement and he's gonna like open it like well no shit i'm gonna open it now and then all of a sudden this motherfucker just shows up and it's like told you vampires real just like does spooky shit yeah. And so the vampire has tasked Mr. Smith with writing the story, the true story, quote unquote, of Abraham Lincoln's vampire hunter life. Okay. So this this was my problem. This was my giant problem with the book. Like it I started from the very beginning? No, that was okay. not my problem. Okay. My problem is that it sets up this introduction that 
Henry, who is the vampire, that's the vampire's name is Henry. Henry tasks Mr. Smith with writing this book. And he claims it's because Mr. Smith is a writer, you know, he's the best one for the job. But then at the end of the book, it doesn't end with Mr. Smith closing it out. He doesn't say, and these were the final tales of Abraham Lincoln, I don't know, something. That bothered me because it just felt really then useless. Like, okay, then what was that introduction? I really didn't need to know why you wrote this if you weren't going to give me a conclusion from your point of view. Like, did you ever see the vampire again? And we'll get to it. But at the end of the book, something happens that I wasn't quite expecting. Yeah, and it's like, okay, then why didn't this person finish the book themselves if they're still existing? Thank you. Yeah, I was was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Okay. I was really bothered by the ending. I was like, nope, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, like it was like super cool (laughs) up until like, where the fuck is the next page? (laughs) So, okay. So let's start. So that's the introduction. And then we kind of get into the book. And at first, it's pretty straightforward. You know, it's Abraham Lincoln growing up with his family. You know, his dad is kind of this wayward man who's like I'll do just enough to get my family alive and keep them going he seems like really fucking shitty like that kind of behavior you can't do that anymore because like it's so expensive to like take care of your family but Abraham's like yeah he like literally did the bare minimum for us to like have stuff to eat and a place to sleep that's pretty much it he would punish Abraham by making him go and split wood so that's where he got the axe strength from he's oh no it's because he didn't want to kill like an animal again because he was like why did I kill a helpless animal his dad's like I'm gonna get that out of you I'm gonna make you split all this wood and he's like I'm just gonna get some gnarly biceps instead thanks dad like I'm Abraham Lincoln guys yeah yeah. kiss my (laughs) kiss the gun show and so It's kind of describing their life. They kind of move around because, again, their dad can't figure out what he's doing with his life or whatever. There is, like, a a really important story that his dad constantly tells him, which is, like, the occurrence of him seeing his father die uh, when he was, like, nine or eight. And basically, he got, like, scalped by a Shawnee Indian. And so he's told Abraham this countless fucking times like to the point where he knows every single word to the story but so that's told and I don't know again pretty much right away I knew that that story was not true like I knew it was going to tie into the vampires somehow and I knew it wasn't actually the Native Americans doing this the thing is it's because I, I listened to another podcast, My Favorite Murder, and it seems like a ploy that people do where it's like, let's blame it on a minority. You know what I mean? Where it's like the black person did it. Like, of course, no one's going to believe that it was a vampire, but like, they, they would believe, like, early settlers would believe that. Like, it was. of course, it was a freaking Indian, or yeah. Yeah. So he believes that that's how Abraham Lincoln believes that that's how his grandpa died, that he was ambushed by. Indians slash Native Americans um and then so they move to this little house and the dad decides that he's actually going to put some work in he's he actually wants to build up some wealth for his family 
And one night Abraham Lincoln is in the outhouse and he hears his dad talking to this strange man. And it seems to be about debts and stuff like that. You don't really know at first, you find out later what the meeting actually was, but you don't know at first. And then the next day his mother falls sick and then Abraham Lincoln's mom dies. Yeah. So, which was weird though, because um, his mom's aunt and uncle was there like helping out too. And they yeah. ended up dying in quick succession from each other. And like when they were dying, Abe was like, oh, what? Like I thought dying was going to be crazy. I thought they were going to have like this profound moment after death. And then when his mom was dying, he's like, I felt fucking guilty for being disappointed about their death now that my mom's fucking dying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then her so last words. Yeah. Her last words to him were live. That's a big theme through the book because obviously in Abraham Lincoln's true life story he still went through a whole lot like like a lot of death thinking about it I'm like you literally started from nothing like you only had one parent that knew how to read and you didn't go to school and you became she died fucking president (laughs) I'm just like Jesus Christ all right what the fuck is my excuse yeah, so then he's growing up and his dad takes on a new wife. It's him and his little sister. Wait, 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 wait. He fucking left them for two fucking weeks to get a new <laughs> wife. And like, they were terrified and they were burning candles. And then his dad had the nerve to be pissed when there was no candles left. It's like, no shit. They're nine and 11. They're fucking scared. They're children. <laughs> he's like, yeah, bye. I'm gonna, I'll be back in two weeks. And also like, no concept of time. I don't have a calendar. I don't know. Also, can we just point out at this point, so you as the reader don't know, but you learn later that Abraham Lincoln's dad knows about vampires. He knows about the existence of them. So he leaves his two small children home alone when he knows that a vampire killed his wife. Yeah, in retrospect- And dad. That's not a wise idea because this guy was- pissed that you didn't pay his debts back that's why he killed your fucking wife and you're just like i hope you're back or you're here when i come back i i mean this new chick has two kids so i mean i guess we're good you win some you lose some i guess but so then he brings back the new wife and the new wife loves that abe can read and she loves listening to him read and then she gifts him a journal and that's kind of where his journaling starts i think is so cute because he's like you're not my mom and then she ends up being like really nice and she's like tell me stories because i don't know how to read yeah it was really nice from the bible and that was another thing is that in his youth abraham lincoln was very religious but then you know through events he start of this book anyway he started to move away from god so he like burned the bible but which was kind of like dude come on she literally has no other fucking books you're gonna burn her bible come on he ends up learning the of vampires and he learns that that was actually how his mother died because one night his dad gets super drunk like way too drunk and starts telling him the same tale and abraham lincoln's like oh my god dad you've told me a hundred times about how grandpa died yeah been there done that but then the story is different and suddenly it wasn't indians who killed his father it was vampire yeah and and also like the worst fucking way to die and the worst thing to see as a child it was kind of fucking crazy 
the description. Yeah, they describe a lot of the death in this book in very graphic detail. I'm like, very how much graphic. research did you do, Seth? Because this is like <laughs> very, very detailed. Like, he kept trying to punch the vampire, but he was so quick and he caved his skull in and it was like, Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, like, like literally that. making sure that you didn't die in a respectful way. You're not even recognizable. Your brain is spread all over the field. Yeah. Yeah. And so he doesn't obviously believe his dad at first because he's like, all right, great. My dad has officially turned the corner from drunken dad to drunken crazy dad. That's great. That's new. That's a twist. Yeah. Joy. Yeah, but then Tom's is like, hey, come a little closer. A vampire killed your mom, and his name is Jack Bartz. Yes. Sorry. And then he tells the whole story about how he actually took money from Jack Bartz, and, or he borrowed it, because Jack Bartz is kind of, I guess the modern equivalent would be a loan shark. Yeah, which like, he's never gonna die. He could just collect money from people forever. Like, yeah. But so Thomas Lincoln borrows some money and he's like, it'll be fine because I'm gonna, borrow, I'm gonna buy a horse and a cart. I'm gonna plow some fields. I'm gonna make all that money back. And then in two years time, we're gonna be sitting pretty. Well, that didn't happen. It turned out to be the driest summer ever. He didn't make any money. He had to sell back the cart and the horse and made like $25. He owed 90. Yeah, like, yeah, it was pretty bad to the point where Jack just appeared hovering over Thomas like, hey, dude, we need to talk outside. We need to, where's my money, Brian? Where's my money, Brian? Brian. That was a Family Guy reference, just FYI. Yeah, his father's name is Thomas. So yeah, but and so yeah. that's what that's what Abraham had overheard was Jack Bartz being like, "Oh, you don't got the money, so hope nothing happens to that wife of yours." Wait, let me wait. let me just say this, okay? I think there are stages to punishment. You could have taken like a hand or something. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to fucking kill my wife. It's always the wife. It's always. But also, the wife. when Abraham finds out that his dad was essentially complicit in the death of his mom. Abraham's like, you are dead to me. I hate you. Yeah. And that's when he burned the Bible. He was like, yeah. yep, nope. And so Abraham Lincoln decides to write a letter to this guy saying basically, hey, I have your money and I have like a hundred dollars. You know, he made up an enormous sum because he knew that would get him over. So the vampire arrives. Thomas Lincoln is super confused. He's like, oh God, why are you back? I don't have anything He's else. like, I don't remember dictating a letter to my son for you. So what the <laughs> fuck are you doing here? Then Abraham Lincoln shows up and he's like, you know what? Die and kills him. Yeah. And Thomas is like, okay, so more vampires are going to come. And Abe's like, I just need more stakes then. Yeah. Nice I'm gonna fight. Yeah. So, uh, well, no, Abe, because then nobody ever comes and it kind of goes on and the thing is, he's like restless. He's like trying to learn all he can about vampires. And then he, he wants a war. He wants yeah. a fight. Seriously. Like, I'm angry. Yeah. So eventually he hears about shit going down in some town about kids disappearing and like, you know, they're dying in weird ways and they're decomposing pretty fast, which is unusual if they've only been dead for a couple of days. And he's like, sounds like the motherfucking work of a vampire. 
And I've been throwing, so all this time he's been training, he's been getting fit. He's like a oldish teenager by this point. He can throw an ax, he can stab, I guess. <laughs> I'm just like, like I'm buff now. Thank God he met his wife when he was like almost 30. Cause like, what the fuck would you talk to a woman about? Like, yeah, yeah I could throw it from fucking 250 yards. What is that gonna do for me, Abe? <laughs> like how's that gonna pay the rent abe yeah what are you doing bro god so he goes into town and he's following what he what he thinks is the vampire but then it turns out to be this little old lady and he hesitates he's like See? sexist sexist women can be vampires too abraham especially old ladies so the old lady was actually a vampire and Jeez. at first he was like am i really just gonna so this is a theme of the book to me anyway where he just goes in and he doesn't double guess himself. He's just like, I'm going to say you're a vampire and I'm going to kill you now. But for this one instant, he does double guess himself. Am I saying that right? That's second not guess. Second, second guess. It was close. Second guess. Anyway. Don't second guess. Don't your eyes at me. That's the saying. <laughs> and then he sees a small child in her arms that's like lifeless. And he's like, oh my God, it's the vampire. And then he realizes that if a vampire is prepared for you, that you're not going to make much of a dent in them. Yeah, no, and she, she just starts wailing on it. Yeah, she kicked his ass, man. He could have definitely died. She's like drowning him in a river. And he's like, well, I guess this is it. How many times in the book did he almost die? And he's like, these are my last breaths. It's like, can you stop thinking that and think of a way out of this? Jesus. God, every single time. So then we get the savior moment. Henry saves him. Yay, yeah. we meet Henry, finally. I, I like to think that he's like super hot. Like Same. Henry was like the best fucking character in this book. It's he was, like- He was hot in my mind too. It's Henry, okay. the savior of Abraham Lincoln, who was a vampire hunter. That's what the book should have been called. Henry yeah. Sturgis is a badass. Henry Sturgis, the vampire- raises abraham lincoln the vampire hunter like whoa i kind of want to check to see if the guy who played henry sturgis and abraham lincoln vampire hunter was hot just a second just a second i feel like he was oh my god hold on a second who okay. did he play wait, wait 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 dominic cooper is that bucky no he looks like bucky though Oh, Bucky's pretty hot. So. Yeah, he is pretty hot. You should Google um, Dominic Cooper. And just hold your phone up to the screen, I guess, but okay. Oh, okay, God. Oh, just a second. Oh, he's Preacher. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Preacher, from the show Preacher. If nobody here has seen Preacher, it's a weird show, but it's pretty good. So anyway. I support this endeavor of Henry because he's hot, he's a vampire, he saves future presidents right Henry for president so he so Abraham Lincoln is like passing out so Henry takes Abraham Lincoln to his house and chains him to a bed but he's like trying to take care of him but Abe is like you're a vampire I'm not eating anything you give me I hate you yeah he's like yeah you don't get to save me like, but then dude. he starts noticing that Henry has like a lot of books and Abe is like, yeah, okay, wait, wait, I might have misjudged you. You got a whole library. I'm in this. And then so slowly over a few days, 
of Abe recuperating, they actually do kind of find common ground to become friends. And Henry is basically like, why are you judging me before you know me? What I liked about this book was not only like, they didn't make it so that vampires, like their hunger drove their actions. You know what I mean? It was more than that. And so for Henry to take care of him, it wasn't like, wow, it's so hard not to kill you. It was just like, I'm just doing this thing. I'm a normal person. But then also he had the conversation where it's like living forever fucking sucks. He's like, yeah, he's like the first century, you're worried about getting all the pleasure you can. And then the second the century, second century <laughs> you're like reading and learning all this shit. And like, once you've learned everything, 300 years have passed and you want to fucking kill yourself. And he's like, so most vampires do, they kill themselves or they off themselves. But some vampires have just, are just so twisted through all this time that they see themselves as like gods. And so they're feasting on people and it's, you know. I mean, when I, mean just, I guess if you couldn't die and nobody yeah. could stop you and that's what you ate, like, why would you stop? Him describing it, he's like, yeah, and then 300 years passes and then it's like, your life is just killing people to eat. Like, yeah. you could, you should, like, even if you aren't someone who enjoys it, that's your fucking life. Yeah. That sucks. So, yeah. So, him and Henry start up this partnership where Henry's like, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to properly kill vampires. I'm going to teach you how to get actually strong and not just human strong. Yeah. And then I will give you vampires to kill. Oh, basically. also, um, Henry talks about how he became a vampire, which was kind of crazy. Okay. So that was probably my favorite part of the book, though there was, I had one minor, like, squinty moment. Sure. Okay. So Henry's story he is part of the settlers from England who come over to the Americas and he was part of the Roanoke colony. Yeah. He which, was like a blacksmith and he came with his wife and a bunch of other people. This is when the King of England was like, okay, sending over just a bunch of rowdy sailors is not doing anything. We need to send families because families will actually put down roots in America and then we can have actual populations over there not just angry drunk men yeah it's like Which, what's a bunch of dudes gonna do How, when, has, <laughs> when has that ever helped anything yeah in the government uh questions yeah so then he so my favorite part of this story is they're on this ship and of course some weird things are happening dude they are just like, just like, oh God, I guess this thing happened. They don't question shit. So two people on the ship die. And like the guy, I the guy so hard. One of okay. The so one, one of the sailors who died was up in the crow's nest. Which is his fucking job, by the way. And it's not rough seas. It's like gentle seas, but somehow he falls from the crow's nest and he dies obviously you as the reader know that it's a vampire who killed him but the captain of the ship wrote in his log man fell from crow's nest dead thrown overboard okay like um what was the fucking guy's name Jeez, like did you write to his family fuck and there was another girl on ship who didn't want to be there her father was forcing her to come to the Americas because she was having an affair 
And, you know, back then, if you weren't married and you were doing the hanky panky, that was horrible. So he was like, you're coming with me to the Americas. So everybody assumes she committed suicide by throwing herself overboard. And this is what the captain wrote about her. Girl fell overboard in a storm. Dead. My thing is, okay, they ex- okay. Henry explains how they all came from like the under bunk area. And then like this chick never came up. And it's like, there's not like 500 of you. How do you not notice that this chick is gone? And you're just going to be like, she killed herself, but uh, check out the weather. It's fucking crazy how great it is. Right? <laughs> Dead. And I love the way that they spelled back then because they added ease to everything. So throne is t-h-r-o-w-n-e dead is d-e-a-d-e dead i don't know in my mind it just makes the word sound a lot more like final so it's like dead yeah it's not dead old english like this is finished we're not going to talk about this again so henry then describes how they make land and they're building up their different houses and they're setting up shop and da 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 and then they have the first baby born from the English colony. And her name is Virginia. Cute, but don't get too excited about her. Yes. So this is is where my tiff came from. So the captain, obviously the story is pretty well known. I think especially for you and I, because we grew up in North Carolina. So we've heard this story so many times. Yeah, American Horror Story did something with it too. Roanoke Island supernatural like this is a very popular like supernatural trope Mm -hmm. and so the story is so the captain goes back to England and that's when the Spanish war happened between England and Spain so yeah he wasn't able to go back for like three fucking years which is gnarly so for three years he's kind of anxious to get back to the colony he wants to see his grandbaby and he's like I'm raring to go so he gets back he doesn't find anybody. It's completely abandoned. All he finds carved into the Proatoa. And so that is like the biggest mystery in North Carolina. Like I swear to Bob, every year up until like freshman year of high school from like fifth grade to eighth grade, we studied this story and it was like, well, Croatoan was the name of the Native American tribe over there. So also they- like the captain wrote in English so obviously it was an English speaker who could write English so I mean it was 1800s actually no it was probably way fucking far back 1600s maybe I don't girl sorry Henry you're hot but I I don't don't do years okay I know general history I don't do years but so but there are reports of like Native Americans around that area with like light blue eyes and things like that so it's like Seems pretty open and shut to me, but people like to make it this huge conspiracy of like supernatural forces. So obviously in this book, the route they go is turning it into that the doctor of the village of the settlers was actually a vampire the whole time. And he gets discovered. So he goes on a slaughtering rampage. He's like, you know what? It'll solve this. Someone discovering me a vampire, killing fucking everyone here. That's the answer. And so, but he's like this really social butterfly. Like he likes making jokes. He likes having a good time. And so he stops himself from killing Virginia, the little baby, because he's like, I'm still a patriot. So I can't bring myself to kill the first English child born on American soil. And he turns Henry because he's like, you know what? 
I'm gonna need a friend. I'm gonna turn you into a vampire. Like also once I get over this whole vampire thing and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fucking kill you the first second I get, you asshole. You killed my wife. Jesus. So Henry did have a wife and she was pregnant because we got to make it even sadder. Yeah. And then the doctor was like, you know what? To celebrate this whole occasion. Yeah. I'm going to eat this fresh little baby. Which was another point of contention for me that I didn't really, I didn't like the setup in the book where it's like, he almost made a really big deal out of saying like the doctor was not going to eat this baby because she was the first baby. It's like he has a... He has a line. He's not going to cross that. No, he's a fucking But then within like the next paragraph, he ate the baby, but they didn't explain like what made him change his mind really. Yeah. Like I wanted more of an explanation there and it just didn't, it was just kind of like a sudden, eh, never mind. I was like- Also, I mean, this is from Henry's perspective and he's like, this guy's a fucking monster and this is what happened. So. I just didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't either. That was weird. Like why even mention it? I wish it would have been written in a way where it was like, Henry woke up as a vampire and the doctor made him eat the baby like yeah that would be crazy your, yeah because it's like a this is your first taste of blood as a newborn vampire and yeah it's like have the first blood from our settler colony or something like it it could have been more and yeah. so I was a little bit like I don't know I'm yeah, yeah not my favorite part all of a sudden I woke up and I had a baby arm in my mouth ah <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> they don't shy away like the author doesn't shy away from horror in this book and obviously you're having a vampire eating a baby so i wish he just would have pushed it further and like if you're gonna make this a horrible thing just go for it like make it horrible you killed grown-ass adults that have plenty more blood like i just like why make a big deal anyway whatever so we learned about (laughs) henry's story he's old as fuck and he's kind of like i'm here Let's, uh, let's train you to kill some vampires. And you don't really know why, but he does explain to Abraham, he was like, some people are too interesting to kill. That's why I kept you alive. Like, you're an interesting dude. And you do find out later in the books that vampires can like get glimpses of the future or and like, can kind of see into your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is super cool. I would love to befriend a vampire and then be like, yeah, you're destined for pretty good things. That would make me feel so great. And see, I liked that because you're coming from the perspective of a non-vampire. Mm-hmm. So it's how you get glimpses at their powers, but it never just says, and this was vampire powers. It's like, they're hints and you kind of guess at what they can do and it's cool. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from there. So Henry tells his story. Abe is now friends with him and in his employ, basically. Yeah. Um, Abe comes back home to find out that his sister died super sad she got married got pregnant and died in childbirth and this sets up the idea that abraham lincoln is always constantly let down by other men in his life dude right his dad let him down by letting his mother die and then his brother-in-law let him down because while his sister was in labor the brother-in-law didn't want to leave her but then by the time he finally went to get a doctor it was too late and she died Mm mm-hmm And so Abraham Lincoln was just like, you sat there and watched my sister suffer and decided last minute to try to help. Yeah, fuck you. And then he died a few years later. So Abe is like, all right, one win. But at the same time, I understand that because leaving for a doctor, it wasn't like calling an ambulance. Like you could be gone for an hour or more Mm -hmm. trying to get this doctor. And it's like, if 
you're unsure of which way your wife is leaning, like, don't you want to be by her side in case things go well? And if you can help, don't you want to help? Like, you don't want to leave her alone. So I, I get both sides. Of and also, like, medicine isn't what it is today. Any small thing, people go to the doctor. You know what I mean? He didn't know what the fuck was happening, you know? So, but also... Also, he's been let down so much that it really doesn't take much for him to be like, God damn it, again? Yeah, so- <laughs> I leave for one dead. second and someone else is dead. He's in like a full spiral. And what happens after that? Is that when he starts his ferry boating? Oh yeah, some guy named James Gentry hires his son and Abe to like sell shit along the Mississippi oh, River. River. Yeah, and Abe's like, hey like my dad's a carpenter and i made a really cool flat boat and i'm like don't fucking care Abe. that's great cool why this part of the book i didn't pay that much attention because i was like i'm yeah i don't really care <laughs> i got you well the thing is so abe's vampire hunting but it's not giving him any coin so he has to work side gigs but there's like this thing where basically he has to give his dad all the money he earns until he turns 21 and abe wrote down he's like this is basically like indentured servitude. And it's like, dude, slavery is happening, okay? You're not a slave, bro. Shut the fuck up. I think they put that, I think the author put that in there because it's like, oh, he knows a taste of what it's like. And it's like, maybe don't make that comparison because it's not the same thing. No, and the thing is, they mentioned that his dad was a Baptist and that, you know, Baptists didn't believe in slavery or whatever. And I'm just like, he can still be a shitty person. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make him a good person. So that comment, I was like, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. And so um, James Gentry's son, Alan and Abe, build a flatboat and sail to New Orleans to sell shit from Alan's dad's whatever the fuck. And so once they reach New Orleans, they sell all their stuff and they're like, whoa, New Orleans is so fucking cool. And so they explore and, and whatever. So they end up going out the night that they get there and get super duper drunk. And um, Abe sees a vampire that he thinks is a vampire, he's not sure. So he whispers to Alan, like, hey, have you ever seen a guy that's so fucking ugly? And- Rich coming from you, Abraham Lincoln. Okay. You had to get a beard to be attractive, so, but basically- Also, I love in in the book that this is like a running thing where he never double checks. He's just like, there's something about this guy who's a little fishy. This is the only He's time. A vampire. This is the only time where I was like, "This is fucking clever." So he whispers that like across the bar, and the guy turns and like glares at him. And Abraham's like, "A real human wouldn't be able to hear that." Cha-ching! So he's like, I'm going to fuck on him though. He's a real human. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to go to this guy's room and I'm going to kill him. So he rolls up to the room. The guy's like super fucking surprised. Abraham has this like match situation that was super unstable. That basically the dude is like with a bunch of women because it's, you know, he's naked. Yeah. Naked. So Abraham Lincoln has this um, technique where he has these kind of like early versions of actual matches where he mm-hmm. dips sticks into all these different chemicals and then you scratch it on a surface and it's like super bright. It's like a sunburst. Yeah. But it's super volatile and it ends up not working. 
And he's like, well, that didn't work. I'm just going to try to kill him with my giant axe. Yeah, so the guy shoots him and Abraham's like, a vampire wouldn't shoot me. So this guy's not a fucking vampire. So then he- I'm just chasing this poor bastard. Yeah, and so- With an axe. Seriously. So the next day they're like super hungover. Alan's like, yeah, whatever the fuck. He's like going somewhere. And then Abe is like, I see a sketchy guy across the street that looks like a vampire and I'm going to fucking follow him. I did not see this coming, by the way. This That's, this is what I Snapchatted you about, where I'm like, oh, come on, come on. So he follows this guy. He's like, I'm going to get this vampire, blah, blah, blah. He loses him and he's like, oh shit. And then the guy's like, turns up behind him and he's like, why are you following me? You looking for me? And basically they have like that Spider-Man meme where it's like, are you a vampire? No, I thought you were a vampire. And then they're both like, oh, we both know about vampires. Let's talk off about vampires. And it's it turns out Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Poe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? This is like history mixing up where it doesn't need to mix up. Like I'm good without We're gonna this. pause real quick. We're gonna pause because I need to look up. I should have done this earlier. I'm gonna Google if Abraham Lincoln and Edgar Allan Poe actually knew each other. Yeah, let's see. Cause that just felt wrong to me. Yeah, I was just like, okay, like I get that he's like, you know, morbid and whatever, but like, you're just, that's just too much. Okay, yeah. I think it's fake. Let me double check. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Unfortunately, this photograph. It looked fake. Yeah, can't be real. Although the two men were contemporaries and Lincoln was aware of Poe's work, they never met in real life. And even if they had, this couldn't be a picture of that event as Poe died in 1849 and the single extent, extant photograph of Abraham Lincoln taken prior to Poe's passing is from 1846 showing Lincoln posing alone. Mm -hmm. So this picture is simply a cut and paste job using a vintage photograph. Because there's a picture in the book with yeah. Poe and Lincoln. Because that's that's how they make this look a little bit more legit is they add these like photographs, but you can tell most of them are like kind of badly photoshopped. Yeah. I think the point of him being in the book was basically like Abraham was on the stance of like all vampires are bad, da 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 da. And Poe was like very interested in the prospect of like a living thing living forever and what that was like. And I guess he had written some work and some vampire was like, who wrote this work? Like, how could he know what it feels like? And then found Edgar Allan Poe and then Edgar Allan Poe became a, a writer, whatever, whatever. Yeah, they made a note. It was kind of in my mind, it felt like the author was like, they both have similar childhoods and they lost. Everyone he meets, their mom died. And they're like, yeah. what do you do? We're besties. It's like, that's not really like a, this works? a friendship but okay whatever <laughs> so he found I don't know like it, it did feel really pushed in there that was that was probably a really weird part in my brain it yeah was no. like he was like and his he name stumbled was, across Edgar Allan Poe yeah he's like okay. his name was Edgar Poe I'm like are you fucking kidding me like, this is happening right now this is I'm, happening I'm eye rolling so the next day um Abe happens upon a slave auction which you know what a great thing to happen upon and so this guy's selling a bunch of slaves and he notices this random guy is buying like all the slaves that no one wants, like the ones that are injured and have like, you know, just like the older ones, the ones yeah. with gimp legs, things yeah. like that. And so Abraham's like, that's sketchy. I'm going to follow this guy to his plantation. So and the guy is wearing sunglasses. Yeah. That's like, that's not a, that's not a sign, dude, but whatever. So he follows that's the what guy. I'm saying. Abraham Lincoln is just like, 
I get a sketchy vibe from you. Have my axe. This is what happens when you live in the middle of fucking nowhere. You just sort of like- just kill people that you're suspicious of. It's like, you don't, he could be just a fashionable person that's trying to protect his eyes. Like, relax. (laughs) Who's just buying a lot of- He's just a shitty slave owner. Yeah, so he follows them back to the plantation. He sees that the guy's like feeding the slave stuff and how the slaves are like so happy. Because he's feeding them like rich, good foods. He's mm-hmm. not feeding them just like crappy food or whatever. And they're tucked away inside this like barn. Mm-hmm. So Abe is kind of like, I'm getting a weird vibe. And then the slave woman who brought the food, as soon as they're done, she like takes it away, but she's walking really quickly. And so Abe is like, mm, getting a fishy feeling. Yeah. And then um, a bunch of vampires show up and pay the original vampire some money and they all go into the barn and each of them step behind a slave and it's kind of like what's gonna happen here and then they kill them all yeah yeah they eat them and abe didn't bring any weapons because he's a fucking idiot so he couldn't do anything he does that a lot as well he's always in these situations where he's like a vampire too bad i don't have my axe and many knives in that coat i paid so much money for the thing that i also kind of was like "Mm, the chick who was taking everything away, was described as a mulatto woman. And I'm like, do we have to make a distinction that she wasn't like as dark as the other black people? That's weird. Why would you have to describe that? Just say a woman took the shit. Yeah, I I guess. Like, don't, that's just fucking weird to me. I don't like that. Yeah, it's kind of, I had a minor issue. I had an issue. I won't call it minor. I had an issue with a lot of this book in regards to the slavery aspect. Like, obviously that's part of Abraham Lincoln's life and that was his legacy. But I don't like how they kind of put it on this vampiric force. So you find out through the book, and this is where it starts. I was literally telling Jay about this, like, earlier. (laughs) I feel the same way about what you're about to say. The vampires were the reason that all the Southern plantation owners were big into slavery. And that was what was funding slavery. So that made me feel a little icky. Where it's kind of like- So someone's brushing it off of the actual people in real life who are Mm -hmm. buying and owning other people. And they're like, no, no, in this universe, like those people are bad, but you know, it's actually the vampires doing it. Yeah, we're trying to save them from being killed by vampires. It's a vampire thing. It's like, okay, we can't just save them for the sake of saving them, I guess, but okay. Yeah, so it it felt, I don't know. There was something about it. I can't phrase it well. Like, I can't find the right words, but it it just, it made it, it almost like trivialized it a little bit. Sure. Well, there's a part um, towards the end when he's like trying to run for presidency and his opponent's like, oh, you want like black people to be doing this and this and this. And Abraham Lincoln's like, um, he's basically like, I'm not gonna say that they're equal to me. Like the black man is equal to me, but they deserve to be free. And I'm like, then what the fuck are you saying, asshole? Like that we're not equal, but I deserve to be a dog pretty much that's free, thanks. But I do appreciate that he added a few of those quotes because Abraham Lincoln 
did believe in slavery. It's like, the 18 fucking hundreds, of course. He wasn't this like revolutionary guy who was like, no, 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 they're equal and they're just as good as me. No, he still thought black people were below him, but because of the war and it yeah, was he, complicated. Yeah, he could have just said like they deserve to be free. Not, I'm not trying to say that they're equal to me, but like maybe they shouldn't be shackled. Maybe they shouldn't be food for vampires. And it yeah. was kind of like, that's so but like you're just trying to starve out the vampires though it just seems like it's a vampire issue not a slave issue but you know what this isn't even a real fucking story so i'm just saying that it did piss me off where i'm like okay seems like the whole slavery thing is just like a little like footnote but whatever yeah i i think it's definitely complicated because in some parts you do have to stick to the factual idea that Abraham Lincoln wasn't this super, like he was progressive for the time, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't progressive as we think of progressiveness today. Oh no. And I think it needs to be addressed, but I think with situations like that, by adding this kind of third party other force into the mix does tend to trivialize it a little in some parts of the books. And I, yeah, I, I just didn't really like that. The thing is, we can all be ignorant and naive to history because we don't know everything about everything. So right. it's your job to put in the things that are necessary to help push the story along. The right. stuff that you put in and the stuff that you didn't choose to put in, that was on you. And that kind of reflects what your opinion is. So yeah. that's why some things are kind of like, why did he want to phrase it like that? Why did he add that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it reflects more on you as the author, actually. You know what I mean? Because this is a fucking fake story. So, <laughs> yeah. Any, so, yeah. The big takeaway is that I, I don't think some of those issues were handled well. And it definitely isn't going to age well as we keep moving forward. But um, like some of it, I think needs to put in there but you can't take it and just be like it wasn't all that bad because it was actually the vampires and it's like no it wasn't though so I mean I think there was a way you still could have added that like definitely I could see that being a thing where it's like white people are like oh I don't want to be eaten so here's somebody that I think is you know not an actual person you can eat them but then to like make it all about that is not that it's great. It's also absolving the actual human slave masters. It's like they just want to get money. Like, no, you're complicit too. Like, you know what's going to happen. Whatever. Just it's fucking questionable all around. Whatever. Yeah. So there are questionable parts of the book, and there there's another one coming up that. I didn't like as well, but yeah. So Abe turns 22. He moves to New Salem. He's like, I don't gotta give my dad money no more. And I can so make all the money that I want. So he moves to New Salem. Oh, he gets hired by this guy to open the store. And so he's working the store. But in town, there's like this gang of boys called the Clary's Grove Boys. And these guys. basically they just go around wreaking all kinds of fucking havoc and people up just like i'm gonna oh this person's being baptized in the river 
I'm at the rock set. <laughs> yeah, this is what Jesus wants. Yeah, like that's so fucking mean, bro. The store owner that has employed Abraham Lincoln is going around town being like, I have a guy working for me. He's so strong and he's so smart. He's the best man in town. So of course the gang is like, we're going to go beat him up. And so they get out there and they're like, you're going to fight one of us. And Abe is like, eh, I don't really want to, but they're like, do it. And he's like, I guess if it's a fair fight, well, it's not a fair fight, but yeah. spoiler Basically, alert, yeah. Abe still wins, obviously. So basically he like kicks that guy's ass and then someone else's like punches another guy. And so then all of them are like, let's reconvene and decide to be friends actually. (laughs) (laughs) And so then he actually becomes really good friends with like the huge guy that he beat up. His name is Jack Armstrong and they become buddy buddies. And so Jack is telling him the story about how they have to be tough because they were in the woods one time and their buddy got taken by a quote-unquote bear i'm sorry i've literally never seen a bear in a tree to grab a fucking human by their head i i'm sorry i'm not a fucking bear scientist but i'm gonna say that that's bullshit jack but i don't know enough about bears to dispute this but this doesn't sound right i don't want to blame the victim here but the story is bullshit jack it's bullshit yeah so abe is like oh I'm going to tell you about vampires. Dude, he's such a story topper. He's like, did you think it was something else though? And Jack's like, what the fuck else would it be? And he's like, I'll show you. Have you ever thought about vampires? And then so he takes Jack along on one of the missions that Henry sends him. Because Henry this whole time has been sending him different vampires to kill. And so he decides on one of them, he's going to take Henry with him. And at first they get to this target and he seems like a normal guy. And Abraham Lincoln's uh, like, did he make a mistake? This guy doesn't feel like a vampire. I'm yeah, like, oh, the like, one time you're yeah. like, you're not actually a vampire instead of just being like, I'm gonna ax you. Yeah, he was like the bartender and Abe's like, are you so-and-so? And he's like, that's crazy. I am so-and-so. And he was like, what, what, what? And Jack's like, wow, you're a fucking moron. This guy's a fucking human. Like the bartender. Yeah, I'm gonna make fun of you now. So then they follow, follow the guy. And of course he's, he's a vampire. A vampire. Yeah. And so he grabs Jack and he's like pressing his long, gross nails into his neck, trying to make him bleed. And Jack is like, oh my God, what do I do? And so Abe lights a match and the light burns the vampire's eyes and then they kill the vampire. Yeah. And, and Jack like, is like, I believe you, teach yeah. me how to kill him too. I'm down for killing vampy vamps. And so through all of this, you know, it keeps going. And then we get to be in love. Love Dude, happens. Eternal spring. Never ever been a simp for someone the way that Abraham Lincoln was a simp for this bitch. Abraham Lincoln gross. Falls, falls in love with Anne. And Jack literally is like, I wish I could murder you yeah. because you will not shut up about Anne. Yeah. And Abraham Lincoln literally writes basically the equivalent of she's not like other girls oh my god I know seriously like oh my god like she reads and she's so small and like how how have I ever been walking around the world and not knew that she was here I want to spend every second with her it's like ew time too he's running for um oh yeah he's running for office he ends up 
winning. So he's in office now for what is he supposed to be like a con not a congressman, but a um, uh, state legislator, like state legislature at in, in Illinois. So so at first he was like all gung ho about it, but then he falls in love and then he goes and he's like, oh my God, I just want to get back to the love of my life. And I'm in yeah. love with Anne. Yeah. So then he runs again, he wins. And then he's like, you know, hot, like hanging out with Anne and reading with her in the fucking Stealing kisses. And like having but, her, like pat his hair. But it turns yeah. out she's engaged. To I'm another. sorry. I'm sorry. It's the 1800s, right? And you're kissing another dude knowing that you're engaged regardless of the situation that's fucking suspect and you're not so innocent the whole town knows the whole town's like yeah abe and ann are like deeply in love so abe does the only thing he can think of he writes a letter to that was actually family. that was kind of like ballsy. That, yeah ballsy he's like hey so you haven't been around and i'm in love with her so like don't stand in the way motherfucker so she's i think they said she was 21 Mm-hmm. she had been engaged since she was 18 but her fiance went off to new york leaving her behind to like strike his fortune or something so he wasn't around and she was kind of obviously falling out of love because she's 18 and you're not around she's yeah. a child yeah like so abe writes him a letter and is mm-hmm. like hey we love each other can you basically back off and let us get married respectfully sir respectfully i want to steal your woman seriously but is it really your woman if you haven't seen her or talked to her in three years it is if you're a vampire who's petty as shit like he was new so i don't think he was a vampire originally i think he went oh no 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 no. yeah 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 and that's like he kind of stayed away because he's like oh i gotta get it together because i'm a vampire so his name is john mcnamara so john mcnamara is super pissed he comes back and night though which is like why would you come back at night that's fucking weird bro fact yeah you you can't get used to the sunlight yet huh so he basically rages and rages and then he poisons her so if a vampire gives a human a little bit of their blood it doesn't turn them it just slowly poisons them Mm -hmm. so she dies it did basically the same way his mom died. His mom like the died. same, like the, the delusions, uh, hallucinations. Fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Abe goes apeshit. Okay, but like, just like pause. Okay. They had a picture in the book of him at her bedside. Right! And well, she was that? fucking ugly. I wrote well, I down. She was dying. I was like, I'm sure she looked good in real life, but if she looked like that, like in the picture, I don't know why Abe was fucking obsessed with her because she was fucking ugly. Well, I mean, she was in the in the throes of death, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure she looked, you know. So she is, you know, dying. Yeah, and... so he's super sad, and, and Henry comes around, and he's like, hey, sorry for your loss, but if you want, I can turn her into a vampire. Ooh, doesn't have to be dead. And he, like, considers it, but then he's like, no, nah, I can't do it. Because then her warm hands would be cold, her once beautiful eyes would be black. I can just see her pallid skin and her having to feast on blood. It wouldn't be Anne. Mm-hmm. It would be almost like a demon in Anne shape. One part about this though, that if I was Henry, I would have fucking like punched the shit out of Abe. He was basically like, you don't understand. You've never lost a girl like I've lost. And Henry's like, I could fill a cemetery of With all women lovers. that I've cried over. So yeah. get your head out of your ass, bro. Like, please. 400 years of deaths, okay? Jeez, relax. 
But so then Henry. Oh, I wrote down the whole death part of this guy too, actually, because it was intense. This is what makes Henry such a fucking, such a baller, man. So Henry finds this evil bastard that killed Anne, this vampire, and puts him on a stake with a bunch of firewood. And he's like, oh, he's a new vampire. So the sunlight's going to hurt. He's like blistering in the sun. Oh, man. And then they light the pyre, but then they keep dumping water on top of him so that he doesn't burn. So it's like a slow burning torture. And it's yeah. like, ah. Yeah. And Henry's like, I'm not going to stop until you tell me to because I'm that G. Right. I got your back, Abe, as much as I can. So after like 10, 15 minutes, Abraham Lincoln's finally like, we got to stop. Like, this is over. And so they just let him slowly die. Lovely. Yeah. Well, he fucking deserves it. You can't fucking come all the way from New York and just murder someone for no reason. Like, that's so right. annoying. Like, oh, I've been rejected. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So <laughs> Abe's still sad about Anne's death. Um, so depressed and so depressed that he's like i can't even vampire hunt anymore and so he has jack basically doing it in his stead because he's like i just i can't i can't even think about it so abe this is like eight times during the book too he's like i'm done i'm back i'm done you're in or you're out a so he decides to get his law license um and he starts a firm with this guy called john stewart and in springfield illinois and so when he goes to springfield he's like I don't have anywhere to fucking stay. So then he runs into this guy named Joshua Speed, who's like super fucking talkative. He like runs a store or whatever. Okay. I know Speed is annoying. Speed is annoying. He's like, I'm going to ask you all these weird questions. He is my favorite character. Also, I love him. He lets you stay, no questions asked. It was so funny because Abe is like, oh, like, do you have a room I can stay like on credit? And Speed's like, on credit means you're never going to fucking pay me. So I'll do you one better. You can share a room with me. Like, yeah. ain't got no money. Was basically asking for out in town. He was like, do you know any places out in town? And he was like, no, because everybody here knows that if you buy anything on credit, they're not going to get any actual money. Mm-hmm. So stay with me. And Abe is literally like, he's so annoying. I almost declined. Yeah. Like, but you have no money and you have nowhere else to go. But their bonding came from sitting down and it turns out speed knows about vampires yeah which was pretty pretty dope actually because his, his father was a plantation owner who fed his slaves to vampires before that so he's he his law firm partner john stewart they're like working they're doing their stuff and john stewart's like hey life's not all about working abe come to this party bro so he comes to this party Turns out John's trying to introduce him to his cousin, Mary motherfucking Todd, which, you know, turns out to be his wife. And so Abe's like, oh my gosh, she's so fucking smart and she's so funny and both our moms died. This is perfect. So then they decide to get married. They get Mary's dad's approval to get married, blah, blah, blah. And then Henry- um, Yeah, I completely forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Henry sends a letter. He's like, hey, congratulations on your engagement, but- um, Mary Todd's dad- sucks ass he works with vampires and plantation owners and buying slaves for them to be killed like obviously it's not mary's fault but tread lightly and so abe like literally four days after the engagement he's like yeah peace 
and of course the town's small so everybody's like damn she just got dumped four days after she fucking got engaged so that's when he was talking to joshua and he's like you don't understand it's like it's stuff that you wouldn't even understand and you know he starts talking about vampires and speeds like oh yeah my dad like does that shit so because yeah, he's like because he's like oh her dad is a horrible person and speeds like so it has nothing to do with her like if she's a good person why does it matter he's like no he's mixed up in these evil things and he's like oh you mean vampires and yeah. abe's like, like that? Yeah. <laughs> yikes yeah so i mean the thing that bothered me about this it's like we're just like confiding like pals instead you're gonna use my shaky connections with my father to just carry out some fucking thing that you want to do that was weird yeah. to me i mean he was he was down but i was like he's like you know what you can do to atone for your dad it's like hold up abe i didn't fucking ask for this <laughs> right? yeah so abe goes with speed to his speed's dad's plantation speed's dad is dead speed reaches out to all the vampires that they used to provide people to and he's like oh come on i'm back in business you know i can take over from my father so all the vampires show up and they slaughter them one by one. I'm and sorry. Then, You're a vampire who's lived for centuries. This kid's contacting you out of like, and he dumbs. He wasn't in contact with his dad. Like, yeah. that's fucking weird, bro. Thus, man, yeah, you guys are stupid vampires. Yeah, come on. But so one vampire almost gets away. So Speed is just like, I'm gonna go after him. Which but he doesn't speed, have anything. I love the enthusiasm though. And so this vampire, is just wailing on speed and abe shows up and buries his axe into the vampire's chest and speed is like i'm done atoning for today yeah like <laughs> i think enough for me that's enough atonement <laughs> fuck you so and they so go back and abe goes back to mary todd's place and he's like please i ask your forgiveness and of course she's like i love you and they get married i mean obviously you knew that was happening we Man, all know i would have mary todd fucking clocked him like she's like what can you do about the talk of the town though like you made me look fucking stupid i would be like i will accept your engagement if you know you're about to be a politician so i know you know how to go rub elbows you're gonna go to each and every single house in this town and be like i didn't leave due to anything she did she's a pure honest soul it was all me i got cold feet because i'm a scoundrel but i promise to take care of her now yeah permission and forgiveness from every other person who's gossiping about me i don't want to hear shit from someone whose pants are six inches above their shoes abe god giant pants (laughs) that fit so yeah they get married and then they have their first um kid named robert and uh that's where more sad stuff happens yeah he's running for a seat in the u.s um congress so basically he's like okay i'm done vampire hunting which is like dude we've been here like shut the fuck up and henry's just like i know you're not done but i guess i'll play along for now so he basically gets speed and jack armstrong to meet each other which it's like they do not get along at all but they just he writes to henry and he's like i'm not gonna hunt but i'm gonna send two of my guys and they're gonna hunt this vampire which that vampire so he sends speed and jack after this one particular vampire this guy was an asshole like <laughs> this was probably what? one of the more 
gross parts of the book. He was ahead of his time as far as how fucked up a person could be, for sure. So it turns out it's a doctor and they come upon a lecture he's giving. This was back in the days where if you're going to a surgical lecture, they just have a cadaver on a table and the doctor lecturer is just ripping apart the body. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at this, look at this. And so they're like, they end up following him out when the lecture is over and they walk into this giant room and there's all these bodies everywhere and they're like, oh, it's a morgue. It's not a morgue. All the human beings in this room are stacked on top of each other. They're all still alive, but the doctor vampire is slowly bleeding them dry, inserting feeding tubes into their stomach so they can't die. And then he heats the blood up with like candles and lights and stuff in this giant pipe. And that's how he survives. I mean, Gross. like, I love the ingenuity, but also you were once a person. This is a, not an existence for a person. I would rather fucking die than be moments away from death, but like just on the cusp. And so Jack and Speed really fuck shit up, actually, because they don't get it together. Speed breaks his leg. Jack loses an arm and the guy gets away and forms his own fucking medical school somewhere yeah. else. So great. Yeah. So, so Abe is like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> My bad, guys. So and then, then um, Abe's elected to the U.S. House of Representatives and then the family moves to Washington, D.C. They have another son named Edward and Abe's like, Washington fucking sucks. I thought it was- out, He discovers that it's an open secret in Congress that vampires go hand in hand with slavery. Yeah. And he was like, it was amazing how often he would hear everyone joking about it. Like, oh, that congressman wears a high collar. So you can't tell that he's been bitten. And oh, that one is secretly meeting with them behind closed doors. And Abe is like, what the fuck? Like, I just signed up to hunt vampires and then all you motherfuckers are talking about them. And so then he like writes a letter to Poe. He's like, hey, meet me, whatever. And so they're hot gossiping about vampires again. And Abe's like, I like I, Poe is literally in this book just to hot gossip about vampires. Yeah. He literally does nothing else. Yeah. He's like, there was no point to him in this book. Seriously, Abe's like, I just don't understand why they're in America. And so then Poe's like, well, there's a story of this like psycho chick. Uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Bathory, where she was married to this dude that she didn't like, but he basically like let her have whatever she wanted. And so then she ends up getting a lover. A female lover and then of course Abe's like what two no, women together and Poe's like that's not the fucking point anyway <laughs> moving on yeah Edgar Allan Poe said gay rights <laughs> yeah he's like that's a trivial detail Abe okay so the two of them together basically collect a bunch of girls that come from lowly families people that no one would miss essentially they yeah. together killed over 600 girls in a three-year span and so oh, fun fact as a quick side tangent is that this woman she was a real historical figure she was actually the true basis for dracula the novel mm -hmm. yeah badass yeah so in the book edgar Allan poe mentions that like she and her female lover killed so many peasant girls that eventually the peasants got fed up that is not what happened actually so what actually happened is that elizabeth bathbury 
almost preyed on too many peasant mm. girls mm -hmm. to the point that she was running out of supply. Ugh. Like she was running out of these peasant girls. So she started going after noble women. Yeah, which is like, no, no, no. So when she started taking the noble family's daughters and telling them they were going to finishing school. So at first they were sending her because she's, you know, quite up there in status. Mm -hmm. um, but she started killing them. But these girls, you know, the families were noticing that our daughters aren't coming home. Yeah, like she's and that's when they actually went after her. Yeah. And so I guess vampires all around the world were like, she was onto something. Like, why don't we go somewhere where the people there look down at other humans? Right. Where's, where, where, we, where can we go where they do that? America. America. Yeah, let's go there because they hate black people. So that's why Poe says there's a bunch of vampires in America, which it's like, okay, all right, let's blame that on slavery, whatever. But, um, oh yeah, so Abe decides to go back to Illinois because he fucking hates Washington. Um, he decides joins he doesn't want to be part of Congress anymore. Yeah. He's over it. He can't pass any actual legislation that he believes in because he did try in this book, again, I'm not sure how historically accurate this some of this is, mm -hmm. but he did try to write a bill in Congress that was like, let's abolish slavery. And everybody was like, uh, yeah, no, sit down, shut up. Yeah. And so he goes back to Illinois with his family. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be happy with my wife and my sons. I'm going to romp around with my rugrats, which I thought was adorable. Except uh, his youngest son dies at the age yeah. of like three. And Abe and Mary are like, this fucking sucks and henry's like hey offer still stands i can turn him into a vampire if you want um but the name's like i can't have my son be like fucking three forever that's horrible an eternal demon yeah to eat. it's like no i'm not gonna have my three-year-old eating blood yeah i think it's really nice though that henry does offer that because it's kind of like I'm giving you the chance to tell yourself that you're better than that. Yeah. Like that you don't need to hold on to that. Like this sucks, but that would be worse. I want you to know that that's worse than death. So the image in the book of Mary Todd holding him while he dies and like sobbing over him, that broke my little heart. The, I was like, I'm really sad right now. Unsung hero of this book is Mary Todd. I feel horrible for her. Basically, she had no idea what the fuck was happening and all this shit like bad happened to her because her husband was just like, vampires exist, but I'm not going to tell you why our sons have died. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So the next chapter is like super political. I guess um, they that begins with an article from New York City where like a crazy fight broke out and like witnesses yeah, like, of new york yeah witnesses were like whoa it's like superhuman people they were like jumping around it was so fucking crazy and so abe's like fuck this i'm not hunting vampires he burns his coat he hangs up his axe he lets it rust he's like i'm not doing it anymore um like the time is not so great there was the yeah. dread scott trial where basically the slave was trying to win his freedom and congress was like actually black people and their descendants they can't ever be citizens and if they try to go to free soil they're not free they're still like owned by their their slave masters so that was yeah. fucking awesome um and so 
he gets a letter from Henry, which was like ominous as fuck, which is like such a great tactic. He's like, yeah. hey, I'm going to tell you once you're here, but I like, I really need you to come to New York. Here's the money. Here's the tickets. That's all. XOXO gossip girl. And <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's like, God damn it, but I'm going to go. So then he brings his family, which it's like, did you not just read this goddamn article about the crazy shit that was happening, Abe? You're gonna bring your whole family? Like, I, I just read this article about all these gangs in New York that I'm 99.9% I'm sure are vampires. So I'm gonna bring my family under the guise that we're going on vacation, but I'm secretly meeting up with my vampire master to tell me who to kill. Yeah, Mary's so, like, wow, New York's so cool. We just stay here for a month. I'm like, honey, you do not know what your husband's up to. Honey, honey. So Abe goes to find Henry, but he ends up being followed and he's like, oh, I'm being followed. So he starts running, but they're vampires. So they catch him. Turns out it was Henry who abducted him and Henry, the book makes it so that Henry and his vampire pals are actually the one who starts the union. I just have a side note here. Side note, go for it. Why do you have to like club everybody that you want to like tell a secret to? Because they do that to the author in the beginning where he's like clubbed and he comes to and Henry's like, this is a secret. (laughs) And then here he like Abraham comes to he's like, yeah, we can't have you knowing where we are. Like we're friends, bro. You don't have to like give me a fucking concussion. Jesus. Just pinky promise me not to tell. That's all you need to do. No, I I feel like we can kind of skim through the rest of this book because the rest of it goes into the civil war basically yeah the last part of the book is like pretty much everybody fucking knows what the deal is it's the civil war we all know how it goes he does his you know gettysburg address the big changes that they do for the book is that you know the south at first is using their vampires and so the north is kind of like turning on itself because it's like oh you're a vampire no you're a vampire even though they're calling them demons yeah and so it's kind of like a giant witch hunt then. And so Abe is like, you know what we need to do? I'm president now. We're, we, need a, we need a victory. And then I'm going to free all the slaves in the South. And then the slaves will turn on the slave owners. And Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, can, that's, they're not going to be strong. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to be strong if they don't have people like telling their shit pretty much. Yeah. And through this, his wife is despondent, you know, this, his son died after the war or during the war? I don't remember. Um, it was after. So like, it was like, kind of like during or whatever. He was like, he had a bunch of people that was like watching the White House. One thing that was really fucking stupid to me, there's a part- They bodyguards. Yeah. Also, when this son dies in the book, basically- apparently the white house was like open to the fucking public where people could just roll up i guess and so people are like guarding each section of the white house his sons are like playing on the lawn and the soldiers watching then this guy rolls up with a gun and then all the soldiers run over to that guy basically leaving the sons unwatched and so a vampire comes over and he's like give your dad a message for me and then gives the son blood and at first the son seems fine but it turns out he was not fine and he ends up dying. And this destroys Mary. Basically, yeah. she couldn't even sit by his bedside. He, yeah. she, she got was Abe. done. She tapped out. Yeah, she was she, like, I can't lose any more kids. Yeah, she got Abe to do it. Like, it's your fucking turn, okay? I can't fucking handle this. Yeah. Yeah. 
so so the rest of the book is basically like you know the north winning the civil war um abolishing slavery and then his son dies and he turns on henry yeah like everything is kind of coming to a close but henry comes to him and is like hey fyi that offer to turn your son your other son now into a vampire still stands and abe just goes like crazy and he takes the axe yeah and then abraham lincoln's vampire bodyguards are like oh shit who do we protect like our vampire buddy or the guy we're actually guarding and abe is just like get out yeah no vampires yeah yeah i don't want to see one ever again so basically the war pretty much ends henry writes a letter telling abe did a good job and that the vampires are migrating to europe and asia and all that shit so it's kind of like whatever it's over um speed comes to visit abe speed's like damn Abe, you look fucking horrible and you look (laughs) look like shit dude (laughs) shit like mary's lost her shit she's been doing seances to like talk to her sons she's just like whatever so in this chapter we learned about john wilkes booth and how he's like a confederate sympathizer and how he's like i got told he's a vampire yeah he's like i I didn't like that by the way i didn't either he got told by a psychic that he was gonna die young and that he was gonna have a lot of enemies and so he you know through life is like well what does that mean blah 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 so he happens upon these three women he's like having like an orgy with him in the morning only one stays and I guess he tells her about this whole psychic thing and the chick's like oh really you're gonna live you're gonna die young and so she turns him into a vampire and so John Wilkes Booth is like oh how hilarious I did die young (laughs) and he's like but I'm also immortal now which is what I've always wanted so anyway he overhears that through a stroke of Abraham feeling a little bit better, he's gonna go to the infamous play. And John Wilkes Booth is like, oh my God, I'm gonna kill him. And then I'm gonna kill Grant and I'm gonna be welcomed into the South as a hero. And I'm gonna kill all of Abraham's like best side guys. Yeah, I'm gonna kill the vice president, Andrew Johnson. I'm just gonna get every motherfucker killed. I'm gonna be welcomed as a hero. So he enlists the help of some of his buddies and half of them don't even complete their tasks seriously but he shows up shoots abraham lincoln you know we know the story we know how it goes well the thing is like the whole lead up to it in the book i'm like why do you have to like like make it known that he was in a good mood like this makes it so much fucking worse like a was like this is that we all know what happens we know the story we know how abraham lincoln dies he's one of our most famous presidents you don't need to keep us in suspense about it because they lead it up like, oh, we were going to a play and John was plotting all this stuff and oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And it's or, like, he's going to shoot him. Or he was going to go to the play with the Grants, but they had to go on a train that night. And Mary's like, it's almost like you were inviting them to their execution. It's like, come the fuck on. She didn't say that. Come on. Yeah, they, they dropped all these like, foreshadowing events and i i thought that was a little sloppy where i was like were you trying to just book fast or what because this is fucking that's not good writing like somehow it finished too quickly and too slowly all at the same time i was like like, oh my god just get to it dude this middle stuff if it wasn't about a vampire dying i'm like u.s congress what like i didn't read this book for fucking history i'll tell you that so john wilkes booth shoots a obviously we know that 
and he runs away. But then everybody in the South is like, no, 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 no. We already, we already gave up. Like you just basically giant painted a giant era or a yeah like we just finished this so many people have died like we're trying to get this over with fuck you just painted a bullseye on all of our faces now so thank you for that and then he ends up staying at this one place and one of his buddies sells him out and and then troops find him yeah but um, they end up lighting the barn on fire. And and I'm motherfucking Henry. Henry shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill you now. Like, that was my best friend and you shot him in the head. So I'm going to murder you. It was so cool because uh, John Wilkes Booth, he hadn't been able to feed. So he was like weak. And like, he heard something behind him and he was like, how did this motherfucker sneak up on me? And Henry's like, it's because you're weak now, motherfucker. Tired. And I can hear your thoughts, dumbass. Yeah, so Shang cha Chang Chang Chang, you're dead. Oh, but honestly, I know there's supposed to be a cop watching the door at the play. And this motherfucker was like, Yeah, I can't see the stage, so I'm just gonna like go get a drink. And so it's John Wilkes to the bar. Yeah, John Wilkes Booth is like, knockity knock knock knock. Yeah, what an asshole. But just anyway, John Wilkes Booth is dead. Nice. So now the ending that I did Dude, not like. This chapter I don't like this. Was so confusing. It started like present, but then past, and then present again. Like I love a good Quentin Tarantino beginning and ending, but this was fucking yeah. shitty. So it ends with Henry watching Martin Luther King Jr. give his speech. I have a dream speech. And then it turns out that he had turned Abraham Lincoln. So Abraham Lincoln is now a vampire and they're sitting there watching Martin Luther King Jr. speech. And they're like, we still got a lot of work to do if we want black people to be free. And that's the end of the book. Yeah, like apparently they like fought like KKK people and white supremacists and that like, that's cool. But like, don't describe Abraham Lincoln with long hair staring at his own monument and then like leave it there. Like they, they, they talked about his funeral procession and Henry went to see the body. Give me more details. What the fuck? I was yeah. totally not even expecting that. And then my, my big issue with this, okay. My giant issue is summed up in two points. I have two points to this. One, all right, all right. Abraham Lincoln basically spent his entire life watching everyone he loves dies and saying that no he didn't want them to be vampires he wanted them to move on you're telling me that he's okay with being brought back to life through the whole book he has been going through fits of melancholy wanting to commit suicide his mom dies his sister dies his children die his wife is dead now literally super suicidal yeah yeah no and you're telling me he's good with being a vampire? I don't believe it. I feel like he would have been super pissed and killed himself. Yeah. No, he needed to be able to rest. He's done enough. Okay. I don't like that. Flip side, what if him and Henry were lovers? What about that? I don't like that. I don't okay. like that. Okay. I, I want him to have peace. Okay? My thing is, you had one thing that was like a main point to your personality and you can't just double flip 
Yeah, you can't blow it out the window in the last page of this book for a twist. It just seems like you're a shaky motherfucker, bro. You can't even stand on the one stance you've had since you were nine years old. Are you kidding me? You're the thing that killed your mom, bro. How does that feel? That's another thing. Through this whole book, he's like, I'm going to kill all vampires. He kind of made, you know, like, Henry's cool. I guess some of these, like, northern vampires are cool because they don't eat slaves but he still didn't like them you know like he liked them as the humans that they once were sure but as vampires he still didn't like them yeah i didn't i don't like what you are but i can appreciate that you want to live peacefully among humans and i can appreciate that for the time being we have the same goal sure sure i get that but suddenly but then you never figure out how abraham lincoln feels about being a vampire like it just ends like and I stood so, next to him and we watched, no, I didn't like so, it. I was after, so mad. After his, his second son or third son died, he told Henry like, you know, I know I don't want to fucking see another vampire. And it's in the book where it says that was the last time he saw Henry. Clearly it fucking wasn't, was it? It was not. Yeah. And then, but that ties into my original issue that I mentioned way at the beginning of this podcast where, so- Smith starts off the book. Why doesn't he end it? Yeah. Why doesn't he then say, and these, this was the knowledge. Like, why did Henry show up without Abraham Lincoln? Like, where was Abraham Lincoln in the beginning? Like, you just did this for a twist. You didn't do this for any plot relevance. Anything, okay, the thing that I would maybe have been okay with. Okay, so what if up until a point he turned to a vampire when he felt like things were okay, he's like, I'm good. I'm going to kill myself now. Like I needed to live longer to make sure that the world was in a better place. I could be okay with that, but you're telling me that you didn't even end it in a like, and they fucking did this up until this year. And here's the end. It was just like, they were just like BFFs at the fucking Lincoln Memorial. And my issue too, my second issue is that they also made it seem like Henry and Abe were basically orchestrating the entire civil rights movement yeah i did not like that yeah. i was like no, no but also no. the fact that they were out like there like thinking to each other like oh now we have another person that we can kind of puppet to like push our cause i didn't like that yeah i thought that was icky yeah it's too motherfucking soon y'all it's too no. soon <laughs> you do not need to be doing that yeah no it was don't need another white person trying to take credit for a yeah. that wasn't ours white savior complex is a real thing stay in that's your lane my god that's yeah. the vibe i got yeah yes. it's like you know what though and maybe he felt like towards the middle of the book abe wasn't too much on one side or the other and maybe he yeah. felt like he needed to define that by being like and he fought KKK people, which is cool. You could have just left it at that. Don't be like, we found our next fucking person for our cause. That seems fucking weird. Like he's because your your figurehead. Lincoln was in the middle. Like he didn't actually believe that slaves should necessarily be freed. It was just at the time that's what was gonna win him the war. It was a political motherfucking tactic. Okay. That's all it was. He's like, this nation needs this. Regardless of whatever fucking opinions, this nation needs this. We don't need to be broken apart. Whatever happens that needs to make that happen, that's what's going to happen. 
and I'm not saying that he didn't have any guilt towards slavery. Sure. Like, I'm sure there had to be white people back in that time, not a whole lot, but there had to be some that felt that it was wrong, you know? So I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that you can't take him as a figure then and make it seem like in today's day, if he was exactly the same in today's day or during the civil rights movement, that he would still be a savior because that's not what he was. No, he was not. In the book, or not the book, the movie, um, Anthony Mackie's character, like he he becomes like a really good friend of Abe's. And I think they tried to make it better in the movie to make it seem like he was like um, progressive. I did not get that vibe here. He did not have no black friends. Also, like there were parts where, like when he was a kid, he saw like a slave cart rolling yeah. up the cabin. He's like, I couldn't meet the little girl's ass because she looks sad. It's like, that's like not even fucking worth mentioning, bro. You couldn't even look at her like she was a fucking human because you felt bad for her. You like, are you fucking serious? I, I think that's my problem with the whole book is that you need to pick who you think, like if you're going to write this fictionalized version, you need to pick which side you land on. Like either you are going to glorify Abraham Lincoln and make it seem like he was actually this best friend to black people and from day one was like, slavery is wrong. I'm down. Yeah. To paint him as his realistic self. And you need to lean into that. You can't then suddenly flip flop and be like, never mind. He's a savior. Like yeah, you can't one or the other. Take a passive perspective and be like, yeah. okay, he was kind of like more on this side for this part, and then more on this side for this part. Because my head's kind of hurting from how much I'm fucking turning. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, don't bullshit me. Okay. Yeah. Like, don't fucking bullshit me. And this isn't even like historically accurate. And it fucking infuriated me at some parts where I'm like, are you f- I don't even want to like read these speeches because it just fucking pisses me off you know like either stick to historical accuracy and then add the vampires or make it a completely fictionalized novel yeah you can't have both so i i didn't really enjoy that and then other than that, so like this wasn't my favorite book. There were definitely parts to me that just felt really sloppy. Sure. And I think that John Wilkes Booth part also felt really out of place for me that suddenly they started telling the story. He started telling the story from John Wilkes Booth's perspective. Yeah, I'm like, then where was Henry's fucking perspective? You know what I mean? Well, we did get that actually. But that was told in a way that made sense where it was Henry telling Abraham Lincoln his story someone asked for that story we didn't ask about his story suddenly we're just in john wilkes booth's head and it's like which by the way i hate his name because i have a slight lisp and it's very hard for me to say it's like you're just i'm gonna call him for me to not want to fucking speak your name like besides the fact that you murdered someone it's just ridiculous come on and i i think that again it was like the author had all these different ideas and he tried to do it all in one book Mm -hmm. so I think if he had done something it would have been interesting to see Abe and John in a parallel story oh so like it cuts back and forth between their lives growing up and living and then the ending is like the culmination of that 
And then you could have said, I mean, if you're going to fictionalize stuff. Like if Henry came in with Abe and it was like, hey, I love the book, you know, that kind of thing, that would be cool. Something, or like, and then if, if Booth, um, if you, you saw more of Booth's life and it was like paralleled with Lincoln's and then- Yeah, you making it like at the end, like he was a Confederate sympathizer. It's like, is that supposed to be enough for me to like hate him? So, and it's like, so show me his vampiric life. Like show me him supporting the slave master. Show That's me him- That's true. That's true. They were just like, he's a Confederate sympathizer. It's like, he can feel these things and still not do the horrible shit that other people do. Like- And then like, show me his life as a vampire. Show me him learning his powers. Show me him then like building up this hatred towards Lincoln because Lincoln's taken away his food supply. You know, like, you know what though? Don't me that. Don't he, just like suddenly rush it at the end and be like, and this is why John shot him. He alluded to something like he was going to explain all that, but he never did. Right. And I, that's I why that too. he was like, and he would never know that the, at the very moment, John Wilkes Booth was da, da, da. I'm like, oh shit, we're going to understand his motivation. Even if it's fake, it was like, it was so disappointing. It was like, it set up this thing where it was like, Booth had a really good reason for hating Lincoln, but then he never goes into it. And it's like, yeah. does he just hate him because he freed the slaves and he won the war or? Yeah, like get in line, motherfucker. Like there's a bunch of people that also feel that way. You're not special. Like what as him being a vampire sets him apart from all the other vampires from the South. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Also, in the movie, Mary Todd was a badass, actually. She, like, fought and stuff. So I didn't like her being in the background. Like, just life was happening to her. Horrible shit. And Abe's like, oh, God, I just want to kill myself. I just can't even, like, hunt vampires anymore. It's like, dude, tend to your fucking wife, okay? And that, that's another issue where it's like, okay, so you're, obviously, this is fiction, so if you're fictionalizing someone's life, you can fictionalize other people's life. You don't have to keep them as background characters. See, what's great about the front. being an author is that like you have the creative license to do that. And so what you put in this book was what you deemed important enough to write. And that's why I have some issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could have made him seem like a badass. And instead yeah. he just happened to be in a time and place where shit needed to happen, so yeah yeah like make him actually a part of the story make mary todd actually part of the story and i i think they focused it was like he tried to get his entire biography in there but yeah if i wanted the biography i'd go to barnes and noble and fucking buy it i just felt like it was a little bit too disorganized for my liking yeah i mean some parts were really great i liked yeah. when he was hunting stuff i liked when he was hanging out with jack armstrong and speed and all that but all of his political stuff like if it was like he had taken a like a definite stance one way or the other I could have been supportive of that but because it was just like he's like well I have nothing going on right now so I'm gonna run for office it was kind of like what was your fucking motivation it just seems and they mentioned that the first time he ran it was because he wanted to clean up this river thank you right but right then nothing ever happens with that yeah like, it never pops up again that was yeah. like i'm gonna clean this river so i'm running for legislative office but i'm in love so i'm bored with this now someone told me that it was a waste of the time to do the river anyway here's the next chapter of my life like what why was that yeah. necessary to the story also like, like you don't have to put everything he did in the book 
if it doesn't actually add anything to the plot. My thing is, okay, so as personality traits, yeah. you're someone who, you know, didn't like slavery. That right. proved to be kind of shaky because I'm not sure. And then also you hate vampires, but then you end up being a vampire. Now I'm just yeah. like, yeah. we're back where we started. You know what I mean? I don't know anything about you. Like, it's like okay, clearly, so I don't know anything. Vampires that did vampires ever come back to North America? Are they secretly part of the KKK? Like, are you just hunting down KKK members? Are you hunting down vampire KKK members? Like, is it like a Dexter thing where like you're just hunting serial killers? In this book, when he was trying to free the slaves, he even mentions that he doesn't really care about the slaves. He just wants to stop the vampires. So why all of a sudden has your motivation changed from stopping vampires to helping a civil rights movement like it just it doesn't add up with how the story is written see let me tell you henry sturgis was a solid motherfucker from beginning to end okay he's the only one yeah he didn't need to tell me his motivation you know what i mean he's lived for centuries i know the names of people that you need to fucking murder that are making this world worse okay Abraham Lincoln was just doing it. You can tell yourself whatever you want to make you think that you're a great person. Henry Sturgis is the real fucking master of this book. Yeah. 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 So I had a lot of issues with this book. Sure. I mean, like, it was an interesting read. It was. I'm proud of myself for reading it. Yeah. Speak, speak. uh, I guess because your coworker did recommend this to you. So. I don't care. I'm going to tell him tomorrow exactly what I think about this. Why <laughs> did you make me read this book, motherfucker? Did he say this was his favorite book? He said he really loves this book. He reads it all the time. Oh, God. I'm like, okay. I read Catcher in the Rye, but I don't go fucking preaching about that. But yeah, so I will give it three sharpened axes out of eight sharpened axes. Um, I would give it against ten vampire heads. I would give it two letters from Henry out of 10 letters from Henry because um, I, it would just be, it's just a touchy time in general. You know what I mean? That too. That and too. you can tiptoe around it or you can like dive into it. And it kind of felt like you're Pretty making, tiptoed. you're making a fictional book during a time that was really important for a country and again, you're supporting the passive position of the person you're writing about. You could have taken responsibility to be like, you know what? This is what I want to imagine this guy was like. Instead, yeah. you fucking told the same shit, just vampires in it. And what's even worse is that it makes it seem like the slaves weren't even the fucking issue. You know what I mean? Also, definitely has this feel to it that um, like at the, at the very end of the book when they're watching... MLK that that's it we we've solved racial inequality and that's literally how they end it with the like free at last free at last but you know what though okay Bernie Sanders was there and this motherfucker is a national treasure okay he walks the walk okay Abraham Lincoln go kick rocks you're just like you just have a friend that's like in the know that's like awesome why, why couldn't you have set it up in a way that Henry then finds the next great political leader? Why had him 
just be friends with Martin Luther King Jr. You know, something like that, because yeah, he had just as tragic of an ending. Sure. There, there could have been, I don't know. It just like, it ended it like, oh, we have this guy now. Everything's good. And it's like, but it's not. You know what though? Like the only flaw that Henry has is that he turned Abraham Lincoln into a fucking vampire. I still don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Do your thing by yourself, bro. You know what I mean? Like you can do it by yourself. You're so great. Find someone better. This guy sucks. I just, yeah, the book was all over the place. There are quite a few wishy-washy moments where I was like, pick a stance, please. Speeches had so many run-on sentences where I'm like, People think you're smart because they don't know what fucking point you're trying to make because you didn't pause in between the sentence. Listen, I have a college degree and some of these speeches are like, what the fuck was he trying to say? Like, <laughs> what was the first part of the sentence? Because I'm going to need you to break some shit up, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I am okay with the book. I will not be reading Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, I don't want to hear about women during that time and then also zombies you know what i mean like there's also there's already questionable parts questionable parts and pride and prejudice that i'm like oh i'm glad i don't live there in that time where i'm gonna feel like a fucking hag if i'm not married during this time i don't need to hear about that and zombies like i I don't need to hear about that i just don't know i'm guessing there's gonna be a tie-in to elizabeth bennett you know being a feminist badass but it's like it's just, I'm going to keep that's it. That's the point of the book. I'm not going to make too many judgments because I haven't read it. So I don't actually know. Yeah. I just want to keep it in my mind as something great. I don't want it to be ruined. And like, yeah. I'm not trying to say that like male authors are bad, but um, this isn't a really good case for male authors, unfortunately. This is, this is a medium case, I would say. It's not the worst book ever written, but it's. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, what am I trying to say? It's an adventure, you know, it's a romp. It's definitely unlike anything that I've ever read. I would never, ever, ever read this under any other fucking circumstances. I swear to you, I would never. I liked about 40% of the book. That's a good amount. Like I liked the parts with Henry. I thought his backstory was really cool. I think they just, the author needed to focus on what story he was trying to tell. Are you trying to tell the story of Henry trying to finish Lincoln's legacy? Are you trying to tell the story of John Wilkes Booth versus Abraham Lincoln? Are you trying to tell the story of Abraham Lincoln becoming a vampire? Like p- pick a story. Yeah, because like at first it was like, this is what defined our, our, our former president. This is what made him the way he is. And it's like, he was a passive kind of person during his pre- presidency and he was wishy-washy on the one thing that he said he was going to do for the whole of his life, killing vampires. And then now he's dead. So congrats. But then he's not because he's a vampire. Yeah. Slap in the face. Anyway, what are we going to read next? So this was this month's book, February's book, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Mixed reviews from us. Next month, we're going to read... Perks of Being a Wallflower by S. Chibosky, I believe it is. Chibot, it's spelled very strangely, but we're going to read that book. Yes. 
I've seen we, the movie. I yeah. love the movie. It's very heartbreaking. So I hope the book gives me the same feeling. Yeah, I'm going to need a little bit of a calm breather this month. Yes. <laughs> this made me angry. <laughs> so we will see you guys or, you know, reach out in March, at the end of March, with Perks being the Wallflower. Thanks for tuning in this month, and we hope you enjoyed this review of Abraham Lincoln's fictionalized life. Yeah, find us on Instagram, Twitter, our website, whatever, um, and look forward the to- The novel idea, or novel idea. I always put a the in the front of our podcast Listen, name. There's no I the there. Didn't pay for that on the hosting site. So novelidea.com is where you can send us emails or just look at our social media however which way you want to do it yes. we're there scream about what you think about abraham lincoln you know do whatever you want but uh yeah. talk to you guys later bye, bye.